stop me. I'm all the way. Yo, yo, yo. Stand up, Chicago. It's time for the high school holiday sports show. Brought to you by Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. It puts the thrill in every meal you grill. Digital World Wireless. Providing cell phone and wireless needs for the entire South Suburban area. The Chatham Management Group, managing the careers of artists, songwriters, producers, and professional athletes from around the globe. Come, let your star shine with us. Chicago, it's time for the High School Holler Sports Show. Steven Spoon Ramsey rapping for the great class of 88. Here to let you know the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show is on spring break. That's right, we decided to take a break, but we didn't want to leave you without a little something, something to listen to. So we came up with the best of this year's coaches chatter. We've had the opportunity to sit down with some of the great coaches from the Chicago area, surrounding suburbs, and Midwest who shared their stories about their careers in coaching, the challenges, and the rewards of coaching. So while we sit back and lay in the sun, you have some fun with the best of this year's Coaches Chatter. We'll make sure to see you next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Right now, here's a coach that we had an opportunity to interview who told a great story about a foundation and basketball program she started. Sit back and grab a snack like we are. Because here comes the best of 2017, the H2S2 Coaches Chatter. Holla! High School Holla. Welcome back. It's the High School Holla Sports Show. And now we're going to talk with another coach from the area, the Midwest area on the H2S2 Coaches Chatter, brought to you by Luxperience Travel. They put luxury in your travel experience. They offer layaway travel plans and also single parent trips. For more information and details, call 224-372-1172 or go online to LuxperienceTravel.com the official sponsors of the H2S2 Coaches Chatter segment. Now, you know if you've been listening to us uh, in the recent weeks, we pledge to inform you about programs and events around the area, the Midwest area, Chicago area, suburban area, that you can involve your children in this summer, which provides a safe and welcoming environment. Today, we have the pleasure of introducing you to a woman whose name is known around the circuit of AAU basketball, sports for girls. Her programs have produced some of the top talent from the Midwest. And as you've heard, our guest, you know, we mentioned her name last week. And last, our last week's guest mentioned her AAU tournaments that attract nothing but the top talent and recruiters uh, for all over the nation. We'd like to Toy Baylor, the director of Baylor Youth Foundation, and special guests on the H2S2 Coaches Chatter, brought to you by Lux Travel Experience. Coach, thank you for being here, Toy. Oh, thank you for having us here. Toy, I, I just got to just start off the bat. We got people on the, on the line waiting to talk to you. So hold on. We're going to get to you. But we want, we, we really want to get some, some things out here. Toy, tell us how you, how did you grow to start? 
the the Baylor Youth Foundation? Well, um, it started as a grassroots uh, program. Uh, it started off as a grassroots program. Um, I was a uh, former school teacher, and I started with uh, elementary basketball for boys. Okay. Um, and we didn't really have that many opportunities in Gary, Indiana, uh, for the kids uh, as far as getting exposure or playing competition. So um, as a young girl, I actually played AAU basketball. So right. I basically wanted to give back. But I decided to go on the boys' side because I just knew it was a lot of kids in our area that was not getting exposure, uh, making plans to go to college. So I, I pretty much said, hey, I'm going to start with boys and see where this takes me. And I have not been able to look back. <laughs> now, what age did you start your boys out at? Um, well, I started out with uh, 12-year-olds, sixth-grade boys. And okay. um, what I did, because... Um, we were dealing with a, a elementary school. Um, I knew the reins of AAU, and I knew I knew where I could take them, and I knew what it did for me. I got my um, athletic scholarship through a playing AAU oh, that's basketball. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, some of our listeners may not understand the concept behind AAU basketball. Can you explain the concept behind that? Sure. And a lot of people get it confused. Um, AAU basketball. AAU is. Um, Amateur Athletic Union. Um, it's an organization at which I belong to. Um, a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm AAU," but really, they're, okay. it's they're an not. organization, it's not a, a league. Yes, it's okay. a, it's a, you have to be a part of AAU basketball. And a lot of people get it confused with traveling basketball. AAU is an organization where you play in as a member and okay. you go to compete for national championships. So it's all right. So the organization mm-hmm. is, and so people have teams under the organization. Correct. That's I got Correct. You. And I, I actually host uh, AAU basketball, regular basketball tournaments, and exposure NCAA certified events, which are all totally different. And what's the difference? Well, the difference is um, AAU uh, basketball, like I said, you're competing at the younger level as well okay. as in high school to go and play for their um, national championship with NCAA exposure events. It's a um, a tournament that gives the young uh, student athletes, um, and we call them prospects, it gives them the opportunity to play in front of college coaches. Oh, that's awesome. So it gives them further exposure yes. to see their true talent. Before. Right. And honestly, this is where majority of the kids are being recruited from is at the AAU circuit. I mean, well, uh, NCAA traveling circuit, I'll say that. Now, Tell us about Baylor basketball. Okay. Well, um, like I said, we started with uh, 15 young men in Gary, Indiana. Um, and I actually, I had two young men from Chicago on the team at the time. And I graduated those 15 young men. I had six signed Division One. I. I had about four that um, went to junior college and made they, their way up the marks. And then I had um, one that went to the Army and decided to take that career 
career and he is successful. Wow. And I had two that, hey, opening up their own businesses. And um, all of, I can say all of my kids that came out of my direct program are successful, successful awesome. in doing, um, I mean, they're pr- productive uh, citizen of United States. Right. Well, <laughs> not only that, because I, I also learned in, in research that you have a 100% graduation rate out Correct. of high school. Correct. 94% of your, your players are, are doing well and, and whatever. Receive athletic yeah. scholarships. So that, actually, awesome. um, um, when we did those uh, statistics, that's when I originally started. So um, those that was, even higher. It's higher now. I have All like right. a 98% uh, um, college scholarship uh, rate. It's only if the kid does not want to go to college. But we afford that opportunity for our kids in our direct program, as well as I help many of um, um, my friends and um, a, a lot of teams that support me. I help them get their kids in college as well. Now, Toy, you got a lot of people waiting to talk to you. So if you want to talk to Toy Baylor and, and tell us a little bit about your experience, if you're listening right now, the number to call is 312-754-4333. We have a few callers on the line. Toy, we're going to take take some of these callers. Okay. Yeah, I, these might be some people. This might seem like this is your life. Oh. <laughs> you know, we never know. Okay. Hey, let's see what we got on line one. High school holla. Who's this? Kiara. Who's this? Kiara. Kiara? Yes. And Kiara, what 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 do you want to say? Welcome um, to the High School Holla Sports Show. I just wanna say that um I'm looking forward to this season with Miss Baylor and that um I just, you know, wanna make it to the next level. And I trust her, and I believe in her program, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to that level. Uh, now, what what uh, level do you play in? What what age group do you play in, Kia? Um, I'm a sophomore in fifth grade. Okay. Okay. And so you ready to, you ready to take that Baylor challenge, huh? Yes. <laughs> hey, well, good luck to you this season, man. And thank you for calling us on the High School Island Sports Show, okay? All right. All right. Let's Thank go to line two. Let's see who got on line two. High school holla. Who's this? What's going on, y'all? Y'all doing? This Coach Bill Cole from Indiana MVP. <laughs> All right. What's happening, Coach Cole? How you doing? Man, I'm better than I deserve, man. What's going on, man? Not much. What you got to say to Miss Baylor here, Toy Baylor? <laughs> What's up, Toy? <laughs> What's up, Bill Cole? <laughs> <laughs> say this first and foremost. Toy Baylor throws the best tournaments, the most well-ran tournaments, the most safe environment tournaments in this region. So anybody listening, y'all looking to get off the tournaments, hit our website up, BaylorBasketball.org. Sign up for the next tournament coming up. Won't be disappointed. My right, all right. I like that, Coach Kogan. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Well, while we got you on the line, man, who you want to say holla to? Is he still there? All right, well, we go to the next line. Going to line three. High school holla. Who's this? Um, this is my day, Armstrong. This is who? Hello? Oh, call ended. All right, we're going to take one more call, and then we're going to get back to the, to uh, Coach Baylor here. Hold on. High School Holler, who's this? Uh, this is Rick Nelson. <laughs> Rick Nelson. What do you want to say to Coach Toy? 
Baylor. I like to thank her. I like to tell you that Toya Baylor has been in the game for over 20 years. I run my own program, and this lady is a mentor to all of us. She is so passionate with the kids. She has the greatest uh, programs out there as far as helping kids getting recruited to colleges. And also, this young lady takes it upon herself to help anybody that needs help. And I mean, from other programs in this cutthroat type business, you don't see that very often. Well, man, we thank you for those comments, man. And, um, you know, Coach, that's a good point. That's a real good point. How is it in a male-dominant field? You don't see very many women like yourself. So how do you deal with that? Well, I think early on, I kind of took the abuse. And um, honestly, if I did not have this um, gorgeous man on the side of me uh, <laughs> motivating me and basically... Uh, hey, that, she's uh, talking about her husband, not yeah. me. I'm just making that clear. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about my husband, Rex Baylor. I mean, that's the person that I go home and cry to and complain to. And um, I mean, I definitely have been discriminated against. Um, I have everybody that has the mentality, I can do what you do. Um, not, you know, or I have people that try to, you know, kind of befriend you and really, you know, just want to use you. Um, I, I just got over it and through um, you know, the grace of God as well as, you know, my husband motivate me. I have been able to be successful and I have built relationships with these coaches. It's not just um, you coming through our doors and um, you're paying your $500 to be in the tournament. I get to know these coaches. I get to know what they're doing and if they're as passionate as me and I help them as well as, you know, they're helping us because they're supporting our programs. Now, tell me something that uh, who were some of the key figures that influenced you to do what you're doing today? Well, um, originally my um, elementary coach was my middle school coach and my AAU coach and my high school coach. Okay. Um, his name was Rodney Fisher. Um, he's actually still coaching at uh, Gary Westside right now. All right. Um, so um, he has... Shout out to you, Coach Fisher. Right. Coach <laughs> Fisher um, uh, did that for me as well as now as I became an adult, um, my husband has um, really just basically um, taught me to, uh, you know, how to think like a man, how to not how to be like one, but just how to think like one and just how to, you know, just deal with people. And I always had I was a, always a people person. And like I said, I I taught for over 15 years okay. um, and I left my uh, teaching career to just work on my Focus foundation. On this. Yeah, build my foundation. And and like I said, the Lord has blessed me um, over and over and over again. And you have blessed a lot of lives, and 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 I Man, and I'm happy about it. And I'm happy about that. Um, we were featured on a, a television program called The Secret Millionaire. Um, we they came out to us and told us that they were doing a documentary on my program because I had placed over, you know, I placed thousands of kids in college. Mm-hmm. But but in reality, it was actually a reality show, and they honored us and gave us fifty thousand dollars. And that's I'm going to tell up. you from that program um, and it was featured on ABC Network from that program it changed my whole perspective about the business. Uh, I really started to see you know who I had in my camp that I didn't need in my camp, 
how I needed to, you know, regulate things as far as um, dealing with the uh, um, parents, the right. kids, and the coaches. I didn't run this as a business before. I ran this just as a regular program. And just now, out of the love of your of, heart yeah, for the kids yeah. and, and what you do. And, and you do that, but you got to protect yourself as well when you're, um, you know, working with other people's kids. Now, what is it that you tell players knowing that you have some new ones, some returning, mm -hmm. and and some that still just, you know, gone next level, gone on in other mm -hmm. things in life. What do you tell them when they reach back to you? Well, I mean, we I have, and that's a great part about my kids and my program, I have a relationship with them. Like the first group that I told you that um, I started out in the 90s with, I still talk to them. They come over for family dinners. They spend a night over my house. They are my family. You know, me and my husband don't have any biological children. These are my children. They come back. They call me for advice. But my whole thing is motivating them to be independent. I'm not one of those coaches. I'm kind of like a hard-nosed coach. They used to call me the, the <laughs> women's Bobby Knight, but I, I, I'm not throwing cheers. Oh, Coach Baby, I was about to say, you're not slinging cheers across no, there. No, I'm not slinging cheers and roughing nobody up, but my words are, look, they cut you real hard, and sometimes uh, those kids need to have that mentality, and I love dealing with the kids um, from um, the urban environment that want it, you know, and I and the only thing I can do is motivate them and talk to them individually. I can't, I don't have, like, a spiel that I deal with everybody. Right. I have to talk to them based on what I know. So it's really one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, it's a one-on-one -on -one relationship, yes. Now, when did you turn into the girls well um, when did your focus turn into girls my focus you know what the crazy part is um after probably doing this for about 10 years everyone would ask me why don't you have a girls program and i'm like uh i don't know is it because i'm i'm a woman <laughs> i'm supposed to have a girls program i love coaching boys because it's just almost you know you can yell and scream and they they get it and they understand it they're not you know on the emotional side but I, um, uh, I forgot what year that 2007 seven, well I had my first group of girls with Kadasia um, Sander I had a group before that okay. um, and um, Kadasia played up as a 7th grader on a junior team because I started with a, a young lady named Mariah um, and we will be talking to Kadasia Sanders yes, later on and yes. I shine the stars so well, she's coming well, up. I had a lot of people requesting it and a lot of girls wanted to come okay. so my first group of girls girls were actually juniors. Um, oh, okay. I didn't start with them as babies. So what I brought in was some seventh and eighth graders that I knew I can bring up and 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 pretty much give them that same mental um, toughness. Toughness. Yeah. Um, so I that's when I brought. Um, oh, that's when I turned all girls because my last group of boys was 2012, um, which was my St. Louis group. I had okay. a, a team that I uh, sponsored out of St. Louis from the time they were in the eighth grade till they uh, graduated and went off to college. Now, you mentioned something early on in, the, in this interview, and then you just mentioned it again, mm -hmm. which brings up a, a great dis discussion that we've been having for weeks on the show, 
talking about women coaching varsity boys. What's your insight and, and feelings about that? Well, I believe that. I mean, I, <laughs> that's where I started. So, right. I, like I said, I, the boys, to me, they respect. And not to say they don't respect a, a, a male. They do respect them. And a lot of them need that father figure. But some of them also, you know, learn to respect and embrace a woman with authority. And um, I have, uh, you know, I had a couple of kids that backlash, but they they followed the program because they saw the success of the program and where I could take them. Share with us, because um, we just spoke about we're going to talk to one of your former players. Mm-hmm. Share with us some of the other players that you that's come through your, your program. Well, um, right now I have two that are playing in the NCAA championship right now. His, uh, Daryl Johnson, they call him DJ Johnson. He's okay. at Kansas State. State. Yep. Um, and then I have Zach Irvin at Mich- University of Michigan. He played for my program. Um, I have numerous kids. Um, right now I have um uh, Mikhail, she's at um, University of Arizona. I have uh, Tanajane Hawkins, she's at Southern Illinois wow. University. Um, I have Tanine Hunter, she's at Mobley. I, and you talk about HBCUs. Yes, I had uh, yes. Amari Ferguson, Imani um, um, Hart, she played at Alcorn. Okay. Um, I actually signed uh, a young lady this year, Sydney, to Howard University. So I support, uh, and actually, this is my well, first year. No, Coach, man, uh, we're going to have to get some FAMU people in now. <laughs> well, let, let me tell you about FAMU. FAMU was supposed to recruit Sydney, they didn't jump on Sydney uh, quick enough. But well, I'm going to have to make me a call down in Tallahassee. Uh, well, you don't have to call them because they took another kid of mine from um, uh, a friend that I helped out out of Iowa, Nebraska. Okay. I mean, well, out of Nebraska, okay. Omaha, Nebraska. Um, they actually took one of um, my friends that I promoted uh, Florida to um, recruit. Ooh. And Florida will be at my certified event this year. All right. So That's, what like yeah. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Toy, let's talk to our listeners because we want our listeners to support the Baylor Youth Foundation, mm-hmm. Baylor Basketball. Uh, where can our, our listeners find out more information? Um, well, they can visit our website, which is um, BaylorBasketball.org. It's not .com. It's BaylorBasketball.org, um, just like the university, B-A-Y-L-O-R, Basketball.org. And what are also some types of donation I, that our listeners can offer? That, that you can accept? Um, monetary. We love monetary donations. We, we don't receive a lot. And, right. and um, when people think about, uh, I wanted to talk about the tournaments. That is basically Obviously. our fundraiser for our program is our tournaments as well as, you know, we charge the parents a fee to participate in our okay. organization. But as far as donations, I really, you know what I really want um, support in is product. I have a lot of kids that come from Alabama, Colorado, Texas, and when we and this really touched me. Um, I order extra shoes when I place my order for kids. We have kids that come in here and they're so poverty stricken. And wow. a lot of these coaches get these kids together. They're funning and uh, doing fundraisers to mm-hmm. get these kids to travel up in this area. These kids don't have products, so what I want is like hygiene products for you know companies Absolutely. that don't donate that to me so I can give those to the kids and make up packages to give to these kids that participate in our events. So if you're if you're out there and you're listening right now, um, 
Baylor Youth Foundation, Baylor Basketball, you've heard it. We need to uplift our kids, and this is a way you can give back. So make certain that we support Baylor Youth Foundation and Baylor Basketball. We got one more call, and we're going to uh, run into a break after this call. Let's see who's on the line. High School Holla, who's this? Hi, this is Coach Perkins from Baylor, uh, one of Baylor's coaches. Hey, Coach Perkins, tell us about your experience with uh, Toy Baylor and the Baylor basketball program. My experience, I mean, it's an unbelievable family, very friendly atmosphere. Um, the number one thing I like about her program is uh, she is really in tone with trying to make sure kids that don't get opportunities get those opportunities and the resources that they need to like improve their lives. And not only that, also for a mother figure um, to not just her girls, but even the uh, players on the other teams that come to her tournament. You know, I mean, she's I mean, she's looking out for pretty much everybody. You know, trying to make a difference in almost everybody's life that come in contact with her. That's the thing that really inspired me and kept me within her program for the most part. Now, Coach Perkins, how long have you been with the um, Baylor uh, Baylor this program? This will be my third year. Okay. Okay. I came from you know another program, um, and her program is the program to be at. Well, you know, Coach Perkins, we thank you for calling, man. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate it. Thanks, All right. Coach thank Perkins. you for your time. <laughs> All right. Now, you know. Toy, you've touched so many lives, helped so many families over the years through your basketball program. Please take this opportunity to say something to those who have supported you in Baylor Basketball, Baylor Youth Foundation, that are listening right now on the show as we take a time to say what we like to say. Holla at your people. Well, I definitely want to thank all of the coaches in Chicago. Um, They have... I mean, I've been doing this 24 plus years and they all have been supportive. You're talking about all of the um, gentlemen that are playing downstate. All of those are my friends and um, uh, my basketball community, um, Ty Streets, um, Mike Irvin, Nick Irvin, um, all of those guys. They work with me with our NCAA events. And I want to thank Sam High School. Uh, There's so many people in the Chicago area that have supported me when they could have supported other programs and other tournaments. Um, And like I said, it's a a lot of hating going on, but they know I have quality. We drink haterade. Right, right, right. Drink them all the way. Drink them all the way. (laughs) Um, But I just want to thank all the, I can't mention everybody's name because I don't have a a list, but it's so many um, people in the Chicago area, Northwest Indiana area, and the Midwest that really support me and been supporting me for long years. I have longevity in this business because of these coaches coming out and trusting in the product that I have. And we're about to take a, a, a quick break. But before we do, I want to give your husband, Rex, an opportunity to to say how have you felt about hearing these calls and all this happened with Baylor Youth Foundation. Man, you got to you got to say something about that. Yeah, well, my name is Rex Baylor, and I think all this, all these calls are great, and all the support that we have got through the community and stuff like that. And I, 
I think all this is great because uh, I know that the Lord God's been with us and our family, Amen. and uh, He's been blessing us. And then the more that we've been given, the more that we have received from the Lord. And uh, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for everything He has done for us. And uh, all this has come from His power. You know yes, what I mean? yes. It's not just nothing that we have done, you know. And He has allowed us to be kind, and He has been kind to us. So that's how we've been doing. Wow, my wife and I echo those same sentiments, man. <laughs> you know? Well said. Right, right. Well said. Right. And uh, I think this is, uh, you know, I think this is great, you know, that we can impress on people love and kindness. You know, I, I know that uh, a lot of a lot of things have not happened in our community like this. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, somebody has mentored me through my life. And when a young town, when I was, when I had doubt in my mind. And um, we have been able to give people the push, you know what I mean? To be next level people and to think better about yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, Rex, man, thank you for sharing that. Toy, thank you for sharing your story. And again, support Baylor Youth Foundation, Baylor Basketball. Tell them the website again. It's um, BaylorBasketball.org. High School Holla. What's up, Chicago? It's Steven Spoon Ramsey from the High School Hall of Sports Show. I get asked a lot where I find all of my sports information about Chicago public schools. Well, if you listen to the H2S2 show, you already know where I go. I go to the one website that keeps me informed about everything in the Chicago Public League. It's the publicleague.com website. The publicleague.com provides the best, most in-depth coverage of Chicago Public League high school football and boys basketball. So when you want to know what happened in this week's biggest game, or if you even want to know what makes Chicago high school athletes special, then all you got to do is go where I go, the publicleague.com website. It helps keeps me informed for every show, and it'll definitely have you covered. It's the publicleague.com website, Chicago's only website covering public Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Who do I play for? I play high school basketball for every baller who ever played a pickup game on the driveway, playground, or alley because we all share the same dream. I play for buzzer beaters, big time boards, and burying rainmakers. I play high school basketball for the chance to put my hometown in Illinois on the map by playing in a state championship. Only one half of 1% of all high school student-athletes play basketball in college. But all 100% of them become adults. That's why playing basketball in their high school team is so important. High school athletes learn life lessons that help them grow up. Lessons that can't be taught in the classroom and often aren't taught at home. I play high school basketball because I love performing in front of a capacity crowd in my hometown gym. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. 
High School Holla. It's the High School Holla Sports Show. Time now to talk with another high school coach on the H2S2 Coaches Chatter, brought to you by Luxperience Travel. They put luxury in your travel experience. They offer layaway travel plans and also single-parent trips. For more information and details, call 224-372-1172, or you can go online at LuxperienceTravel.com, the official sponsors of the H2S2 Coaches chatter segment joining us today as our special guest on the h2s2 coaches chatter is a man who's not only the lead man in the peace pride movement he led them to their best school record in history in school's history a number of championships throughout the year which includes the uh GCAC Conference Championship, um, the Beaches Tournament Championship, and back-to-back regional championships and regional appearances as well. We welcome Coach George Simcoe to the Coach's Chatter Chair on the H2S2 Show. Welcome, Coach. Thank you very much, Stephen. Hey, man, it's great to have you. Now, I understand you were born and raised in the Chicago area. Absolutely. I grew up around uh, Sherman Park, 56, 37. South Loomis and um, grew up in the city, played all my basketball in the parks, been pretty much all over Chicagoland. Now off air we were talking, there's not a park you haven't played in. Um, Pretty much not. <laughs> you know, starting at uh, Lathrop and going up to Margate Park and, you know, Marquette Park, you know, new name on True Park. Man, been there's pretty some... much all of them. So you took your game citywide. Uh, I love it. Yes, sir. Now, tell us about your high school experience growing up. Where did you go to high school? I uh, went to St. Rita High School. All uh, right, Mustang. Mustang, fight Mustang. Uh, School-wise, was great. Basketball wasn't so hot for me, uh, <laughs> even though I loved the game. Uh, I had a hard time making uh, the varsity basketball team, but I had a decision to make. Do I stop playing the, the game I love, or do I keep playing? And had an opportunity to play in, uh, see if you remember this, the CNBL. It was the oh, Chicago yes. Neighborhood Basketball. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Uh, represented True Park, and then we made it to the uh, finals at... Uh, uh, Washington Park and uh, got an opportunity to play uh, college basketball and got a scholarship and graduated from St. Xavier University. Now here's here's some history. You have a St. Rita Mustang sitting talking with a Mendel Monarch. Now that's yeah. some great stuff. Th- that's some great stuff there. Yeah, oh, Mendel had some great players coming out of there, including Mike Flaherty, who's a yeah. great coach and. Uh, God, I can't remember some of the other players, but there were some really nice players that came out of that Mondo Monarchs. Man, the Catholic League was a great is it, it still is a great league. Yes, it is. It is a great league. Coach, uh, tell us how you got into the coaching ranks. Well, I love the game of basketball. Uh, and then uh, starting in uh, 1994, uh, I had an opportunity to uh, create a youth basketball program called GSPS Basketball, which was uh, George Simco Basketball School with the motto of good students make better athletes. What I wanted young players to understand is how important it is that you have to be looked at as a person, not only just a player. So kind of a grassroots program, and, it, and it's growing. You know, we just started our 23rd year, and we see boys and girls from all over Chicago, Illinois, and Indiana. Well, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later later on in this interview because that's that, we definitely want our families to support that. So that's great. But we want a little we want to know a little bit more about you, Coach. Uh, how how did you um, come to Coach at Queen of Peace. 
Um, well, uh, Bob Hallberg, who's the head coach at St. Xavier University, uh, actually recruited me to play college basketball. And then two weeks before the season started in college, he took Chicago State. Uh, and I wound up being friends with him for, you know, all these short amount but long years. So uh, he came to me and called me and said, hey, there's an opportunity at uh, Queen of Peace. They're looking to rebuild the basketball program. And he thought I would be a good fit. So I contacted the uh, athletic director, put my resume in, and, you know, fortunate enough to be uh, chosen. Well, you definitely did that. You definitely turned it around. Now, the, the, the Peace Pride had their best season in school's history. Talk about that special group of young ladies. Uh, it, it is a special group. Uh, for three years, you know, we, we had a 56-game turnaround. First year, it had 28 losses, and now we have 28 wins. But the, the group of girls really bought into our philosophy of trust the process and genuinely want your teammates to do well. And uh, once they bought into that process, uh, put their work in, and um, we get the fruits of their labor. Now, what, what did you do to build it up? I mean, what was the first step into turning this program around? Changing the culture. Okay. Uh, the culture of understanding that in order to get something done, you have to really work at it. And that everybody in the world can want you to do something, but if you don't want to do it, it's not going to get done. And particularly with a basketball team, you have to get a whole group to buy into what you want to get done. And we started that philosophy, and they bought into it. We had a great group of girls, but it's also their families. You know, it, the players are one thing, but you have to have the families that are supporting it as well. And they bought into it and put their work in, and we had a great run. Now, you, you, you finished this year 28-4, and four, correct? Yes, sir. Take us through that journey, man. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, it started off... And it started off basically in the summer. You know, we went to a Notre Dame camp and uh, we finished seven and one, which was really surprising for us. Uh, we came back and played in summer league at, at Shepherd, and you know we could see the markings of what we were going to be able to do. Uh, we weren't really big, but they were ferocious and they played really well together. And they were uh, willing passers and great defenders. And uh, the earmark of our season was really defense. I mean, they really bought into the defensive side of the game. And uh, as the season moved along, you know, we won our first 15 games. And we're sitting there going, oh, my goodness, this is going to be something special. <laughs> now, did, was it at that point that you realized you had a special a group of ladies and a special season ahead? It, it was, but... Honestly, what we did was we talked to them about routines. Uh, have good routines, have good routines at practice, have good routines between every game. We never talked about win or losses. All we talked about is each game, getting prepared for each game. And, and I would tell them before each game, I'd say, okay, remember your routines. Good routines, good practice routines, good warm-up routines. And, you know, and then we just started accumulating the wins. Well, we, we definitely followed that, and you guys did an awesome job. Now, I want to ask you, it's been circulating earlier in the year throughout the news uh, surrounding the possible closing of uh, Queen of Peace. Did that play a factor at all in, in, the mo in the momentum that your girls had this year? Yes, it did. Unfortunately, it was a huge distraction. The school officially is going to close at the end of June. Uh, it, the announcement was made uh, the week of our last two home games. And uh, it, was a, it was a huge distraction for the girls. But what we explained to them as a staff is that what's important for you to understand is that whatever we're doing right now 
can't be taken away from us. You know, what you're going to do as a group is going to stay with you forever. You know, 10, 15 years from now, you're going to be able to sit on your porch and talk to your kids and talk about a great season. So the school is closing, but everything else is going to stay with you forever. Now, you, you're, you're the, the, Peace Pride last game was in the super sectional? Yeah, against Simeon. Against Simeon. What was it about that game after that you, how did you address the team? We just told them how proud we were of them. You know, we were 28-4, best record in the 55-year history of the school. Uh, we told them how much I loved them. Uh, we told them uh, if I never coach another high school game, this was the best team that I've been around because they bought into what we really wanted to get done. And uh, it was very emotional. Uh, we wanted them to spend time with their family, so we really didn't spend a lot of time talking to them. I wanted them to spend the time with each other. Uh, so we made a quick talk to them, talked to them about how, yeah, we wish we could play a little bit better, but Simeon was a really good team, very well yeah, coached. Yeah, they, they had some big forwards, too. They were they were big. Ooh. Their length was good, but they were really well coached. Yeah. You know, I talked to the coach afterwards and told them how, you know, they had a really nice basketball Johnny Davenport did a great job. And, you know, we lost to a really good team. And... Now- and then, you know, we just told the girls how proud we were of them and uh, that we love them. And, and then we just let them spend time together in the locker room by themselves. That's awesome. Awesome. And, and congratulations on making it to the, to the sections. That yeah. was awesome. Now that basketball season has ended, many of your girls received some great accolades. They were all conference. You have four. Yeah, four we, your girls were all conference in the uh, GCAC. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an honor that four of our girls got recognized because typically it's usually two, uh, three if you're lucky, uh, but we wound up having four girls being all conference. So we have one of our girls being named conference player of the year. Um, you know, we had a lot of a lot of nice accolades at the tournaments that we participated in. Um, so it, it was some really nice things. Man, just to add to a great season, yes, to sir. have those accolades placed upon your squad. That, that's, that's awesome. Now, what in your opinion, Coach, and we ask each and every guest of Coach's Chowder is, what are some of the few challenges in coaching? Well, there's a number of challenges. Uh, number one, trying to, to build skilled players into buying into what it means to be a good teammate. Uh, I think that's really the most important thing. And uh, we talk to all the players that I've ever been around about this. If you want to be recognized as a good teammate and you want to be recognized as a good player, you have to do something to make someone else around you better. And I if, like that. And if you can make someone around you better, then you're going to be really recognized as a good player. If all you're worried about is getting yours, you know, you'll be good, but you won't be what people will remember. And we want, Great we want players to remember that I made someone better. And not just the players that are good and around you, everybody. Everybody on your team, you got to make them genuinely understand that you care for them. And if you do that... Uh, then you'll be successful not only in basketball, which is kind of a small, small part of your life, <laughs> right. you know, but it'll take you into life and to take you how to build relationships and how to work with people that, you know, that are different from you and and understanding different cultures and that. And I think basketball as a coach gives you the opportunity to, to plant that seed for them. Now, with every challenge, there are some rewards. What are some of the rewards at, from coaching? Well, 
We were 28 and 4. And I didn't, <laughs> that, that's a great one. <laughs> we were 28 and 4, and I didn't score one basket, didn't get one rebound, didn't get one assist. Uh, the reward was just watching them play. Uh, I told them this before every single game. It's a pleasure for me to get to watch them play. Uh, and I truly meant that because they were a great group of girls. Uh, that was really fun to just watch them compete. And the fun part about it, you know, most of the time you think about the offensive end, they love playing defense. They were just ferocious. And that's kind of odd. It, it's, it's backwards. That's kind of odd, right. It, it's, back, it's backwards. Everybody wants to score. I, I mean, our margin of victory this year was 15 points, and the conference was 16. And our troubles, we had a little bit more trouble on the offensive end than on the defensive end. Defensively, we were just like... We paid attention to detail. You know, we had uh, Mike Landstrom and Alex Shemko, our, our coaches, and they had them really prepared for the teams that we're going to play. And there were some players that came in scoring 24, 25 points a game that when they played against us, they scored two or five. Wow. You know, so we did a great job of shutting down some really, really good players. But it's the girls buying into it, you know, buying into, you know, it was funny because, you know, Karen, Giovanna Martinucci and Kara Shemko, they would compare the bruises that they had. You know, they would talk about... <laughs> They wouldn't talk about the points that they had. They come into practice and go, "Hey, look at I got four bruises. Got they had just as many bruises as they had points and assists." So it was those uh, battle scars. Coach. Those battle those scars, battle. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, if you're just joining us, we're talking in the coach's shadow with head coach of Queen of Peace Pride, uh, head coach basketball coach George Simco, and coach. Now you you're the head coach of basketball, but you play another role. Yes, sir. And as athletic director. Yes, sir. Now I have to ask, how long have you been, played both roles? Have held both titles? Well, a quick story, if you don't mind. Go right uh, ahead. We got time, I, I, coach. I, I came in. This as, is your time to shine. <laughs> I came in as a head basketball coach, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. And then uh, a year later, uh, the athletic director had left. And the president, uh, Ann O'Malley, came in and had a conversation with me about uh, changing my role, uh, taking on the athletic director's duties. And to me, what was most important was uh, what is the process? You know, are we going to build the, the, the brand name of, of peace, which was really important to me because my background's marketing and accounting. So I wanted us to make sure that we were going to build the program and what we had to do is change the culture there as well. Uh, I had to put in pretty much all new coaching staff uh, at each of the different sports, which was tough uh, because you want to have people come in that understand what we're trying to get done as a group. To see sport. the vision, sort to of To see speak. the vision. Because even though I was the head basketball coach, what's important to me is I wanted to see all our athletes do really well. And the only way that you can do that is bringing in coaches that are not you, but are similar to what you want to get done in your philosophy. And we're, we're excellent to be able to do that. We brought in Kelly Smalls, our head softball coach, Karen Van Essen, came in as our volleyball coach, took the team to the first super sectional in 14 years. Awesome. Lost to Marion Catholic, uh, who won the, who the won, who, who won it all. Who right. won it all. So it was like, you know, I was so proud of them, of, of the things that they, they accomplished. Uh, Antonio Godinez is our is our soccer coach. You know, he's also the head boys soccer coach at uh, Mount Carmel. So we had some, we had some really good coaches. Some great names. Some great coaches yeah. as well. Now, are the challenges the same, Coach, for as an athletic director as they are for a coach? Well, they're they're the challenges that are same but different. Uh, because as a head basketball coach, you have you can change things that are that are not going on 
a little bit more easily. As an athletic director, you need to work with your head coaches. And I think that was the biggest thing for me is that I wanted our head coaches to be running their programs, but I wanted them to know that I'm there to help them and assist them, but not tell them what to do. And as long as we, you know, we would meet and as long as we understood what we're trying to get done as a group for all the players in the program, particularly at the lower levels and the, and the varsity level, uh, as long as we understood that, you know, I kind of just let them do their thing and they did a great job, but we would meet and discuss. But I think as an athletic director, your job is to kind of mentor your coaches. And I think that we had really good, strong coaches that took care of their business. Oh, that's awesome. Now, Coach to offer families things around the city that offer um, the youth something to do over the summer months so they can enroll their children in. Outside of Queen of Peace, you mentioned that you also have a basketball school. Or, or, yes, so I have speak. a basketball school, uh, GSBS Basketball, which is uh, George Nemco Basketball School. Our motto is good students, better athletes. Uh, Love it. We're uh, fortunate to be starting our 23rd year. Uh, we see about 3,500 kids a year in all the different programming uh, for boys and girls 5 through 18. So how can our listeners uh, find find out more information and bring their, their sons or daughters to, to your school? We have a great website. Uh, it's uh, gspsbasketball.com and it will show the whole full complement of all the different programming you have from uh, rookie and veteran camps to shooting camps to jump shot school. Uh, and then we also offer teams. So we have club teams you know, from 4th grade through high school for both boys and girls. And uh, we have leagues and tournaments, so we have a we have a pretty full complement of programming. And the things that these kids will learn are some of the basics, but then they have friendly, they they're able to compete as well. Yeah, the correct? biggest thing with with all of our programs is we're trying to build up the self esteem of young players, give them confidence, uh, and a lot of times, you know, that's all they need. You know, uh, we look at players as diamonds in the rough. You know, where are they going to be in a week? Where are they going to be in two weeks? Where are they going to be in three weeks? So the same philosophy that we have a GSPS basketball. It's the same philosophy that we put into Queen of Peace High School. And once again, tell our listeners where they can find out more information. Uh, www.gspsbasketball.com Now, Coach, we like to give our guests an opportunity to say thank you and hello to all those who support them. And so please take this time to, as we like to pull it, holler at your people. I like to holler out to a lot of people, starting with my wife, Miriam. Uh, kind of been the, you know, the big partner in everything. She's been to every single basketball game I've ever played in. I think they invented drive-throughs because of her. Uh, you know, my daughter Kristen's at home. My son Georgie and Alex, uh, all the families, along with my daughter Kara, uh, the families that have been around us and supported us uh, forever. The park districts, uh, President Ann O'Malley, uh, who gave me the opportunity to become the athletic director and head coach. So, you know, I'm just very thankful for everything that I've got my life and I thank God because you know God gives us all these blessings Amen God gives us all these blessings and you know we're here as kind of a tool you know to try to help him you know show love for everyone well I know you mentioned at your last game you you gave the opportunity for the girls to to be with their families and to be with one another but I'm certain that there's something uh, that you would like to say to the Peace Pride family that supported your programs and and all the uh, Queen of Peace athletic programs take this opportunity we we want you to have a chance to speak to how tremendous that that following has been oh boy hopefully I can get through this 
But uh, every single family that's involved at Queen of Peace, I thank them for all their love and support. Uh, without the support of their families, we would never have the program that we have. And the students that supported our players and the athletes, you know, none of that would have been happening unless they believed in what we were trying to get done. And I'm so thankful and grateful to all of them. And we can start from the Lynch family and the Martinucci <laughs> family, the Shemko family, the Potter family. I mean, Martinucci, I mean, all of them. I can, every family that we've been in So we love them and. Um, I always tell them thank you so much for well said coach ladies and gentlemen coach George Shimko athletic director and head coach at Queen of Peace High School thank you for joining us on the H2S2 Coaches Chatter High School Holla Praise the Lord. Need life? Get Life and Life Church on every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. at the Marcus Theater located 16350 South LaGrange in Orland Park, Illinois. For weekly Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Homewood Suites located at 16245 South LaGrange, Orland Park, Illinois. Come and enjoy our life worship experience where you will be blessed by our anointed worship team and receive an inspiring message from Senior Pastor Isaac B. Green. Every Sunday, we have a special reception for our guests because once you visit life, you are no longer a guest, but a friend for life. Our mission is to change the world one life at a time by living in faith every day. We look forward to worshiping with you in Life Church. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Who do I play high school softball for? I play for my mom and dad who've never missed a game. I play for the smell of my leather glove, the sound of infield chatter, and that incredible feel of the ball jumping off my bat. I play for sacrifice bunts and sacrifice flies because they've taught me what it means to be a teammate. Whether they're playing for their teammates, their classmates, or their community. High school student-athletes in Illinois learn important lessons they'll use for the rest of their lives. Like respect for the rules, time management skills, and the value of hard work and sacrifice. I play high school softball for my friends who decorate my locker before every big game. That's who I play for. Play for keeps. Play for fun. Play on. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. High School Holla. It's time now for another edition of the Coaches Chatter. And joining us, you've already heard him early on in the show, speaking in our Diva Sports segment. But this man needs no real introduction. He's established himself in girls basketball across Chicago Public School 
He's a head varsity coach of the Kenwood Lady Broncos. We're going to call them the Lady Broncos because we want to be gender sensitive. But we know that the Bronco Nation is all in tune. Kenwood Bleed. We want to give it up and thank none other than Coach Andre Lewis for joining us as our special guest to the Coach's Chatter. Welcome, Coach Lewis. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Uh, love what you guys do. Well, Coach, we got to get right on into it, man. As you can hear, I got a little Run DMC going for you. Absolutely. You know, I don't know. You look like you used to rock that back in the day. Yeah, a little, absolutely. little rare Run, little DMC. You might have some CL toes still in the closet. <laughs> you know, we got the Down with the King. And some forms. There you go. And some forms. Well, Coach, let's get right on into it. Tell us how you how it all started for you, your love for basketball and coaching. Well, I started playing basketball. Fortunately, my mom taught me when I was about five years old. Um, It's actually one of those lasting legacies. Uh, I... uh my, my 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 mom didn't wasn't able to be around for the majority of my life. My mom died when I was very young. She died when I was seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, the, my appreciation for basketball uh, over the course of time has really been like a tribute to her, uh, and, and especially being able to teach the game to young ladies. It's uh, it's out of the respect and admiration and uh, inspiration that she provided for me that I'm able to give back to them. Um, I started coaching uh, 1998. I actually got started coaching with boys. Um, I started teaching at Harlan High School, and um, the person who was in charge at the time, his name was Andre Peavy, um, and he took me under his wing, kind of showed me the do's and don'ts, um, and the, and the, and the appreciation to take paying attention to detail, how to analyze, and you know what it takes to be a successful coach. And ironically, um, me and him are still great friends to this day, and he's a Kenwood alum. Oh, and, he, all right, and so all it's right. kind of like you know when the opportunity to get started at Kenwood arose um, he was like you know this is an opportunity you can't pass up and you know it's been five years at Kenwood I actually coached girls basketball 12 years at Harlem okay. uh, prior to getting to Kenwood um, but this has been a tremendous opportunity and experience and you know I cherish it and coach I've done a little bit of my homework you've got a, a few co- uh, conference titles under your belt too yeah we, we, we've been fortunate we've been fortunate do a little something something yeah we've been fortunate you know, fortunately, we I've had the pleasure of coaching great kids. And uh, that's, I mean, I, I'll be the first one to tell you that, you know, it's about talent, you know, um, and, and maximizing what they have in them and helping them reach their potential. Right. You know, I, I give them all the credit because they have to put in the work. Right. Well, Coach, let me ask you this. Uh, could you think of some of your fondest memories uh, from high school and how do you relate that to your student athletes of today? Um... Yeah, I, I actually I'm a I'm a proud graduate of uh, Lane Tech High School. All right, 19, shout out to Lane. 1991. Okay. Uh, and um, my, be- my best way I can say it is is that um, I don't think that we maximized our potential uh, when I was in high school, and so that's one of the things that I always try to reflect on and. Um, remind my, my, my players of today is that, you know, this opportunity is finite. It's only four years, right. and you need to go all out. And fortunately, in the day and age in which we live today, the opportunity to play basketball beyond high school is much greater. Mm-hmm. The opportunity to get exposure is much greater. The opportunity to uh, utilize any avenue possible. The 
They're greater because we have social media. They're greater because we live in a uh, mass media age where, you know, you can get information out via text, via Twitter, via exactly. Facebook, and everything else. Right there in the palm you know, of your hand. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I have, you know, we have Twitter page. We have a, a Facebook page. I have IG specifically for to be able to get information out. I have uh, Facebook friends all over the country right. on this from this basketball thing just so that I can get information out so I can maximize opportunities for them. You never lied about that. When I posted it on Facebook, it way out there. So congratulations <laughs> to your following. Coach, tell us about some of the biggest challenges you've encountered in your coaching career. Um... Well, uh, I will say this. Um, different environments present different problems. Um, when I first started coaching and I was coaching at Harlan, um, the biggest challenge was uh, getting girls committed. Um, in many instances, they didn't see the long-term benefits because in many instances they didn't come from environments where they could see the long-term benefits. It wasn't being, it wasn't something that was being really enforced. Um, and so that was a challenge in, you know, getting everybody to see your vision that this, this child can actually go to college for free if they really dedicate themselves and, um, having, um, long-term goals of, of, uh, higher education and being able to change the direction of their lives and helping, and helping them, uh, put themselves in situations where, you know, it's not about, you know, a minimum wage job and seeing the greater good. Right. And um, I love that. You know, and that's, and that's, that's really what it's about more so than anything else. And, uh, they didn't see that. Um, and so that, that was, that was the biggest thing, but now, um, in the environment I'm in now, it's a lot different. You know, um, it's it's they see college, but there's also you know the balance of academics and athletics and understanding that you know that this athletics thing can actually help you defray the cost of college. Right, right. Exactly. You know, so so it, it's it's just different challenges. Man, I love that philosophy. That's good. And let me let me ask this, Coach. Uh, since you've come to coach at Kenwood, you've built a program that is recognized and ranked in the city as well as the state. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us how did you do this? How did you accomplish building such a good program uh, from the, since the time you've been at Kenwood? Well, I'll say, first of all, the, the, the 12 years that I did at Harlan mm -hmm. helped me understand how to develop a plan. And um, when I started at Harlan, I didn't have it, it was basically you starting at the bottom in terms of, you know, there was no real program, there was no talent, and then making people see you, and then just having to grind and build your vision and do right. the majority of the work, do 90, 95% of the work on your own. Right. Kenwood was different because, one, I have a great principal uh, and uh, Dr. Jones. He's awesome. He's uh, sports-oriented, being that um, he once coached girls basketball when he was a, a teacher, and um, he comes from a background um, where he understands sports, and he's supported us tremendously. Uh, Ms. Callaway, the administrator, is great with people. So um, having tremendous support made it a lot easier. Um, and then Kenwood, um, from the standpoint of academically being so strong and being in a great community, uh, people naturally flock to it. Right. And so once you build one good team, then more will come. And, right. and that's that's basically been uh, what we've been fortunate enough to do. And it's just about having vision and taking it to the next level. And, and um, the kids and the parents 
parents, um, I can honestly say I've never had parental support to the level in which I have now. Um, that Kenwood it, family ain't no joke. Hey, that's, a, that's a traditional school, though. You yeah. know, you got you to gotta admit it. And that yeah. support is major. You know, yes. we talked with our coach before, and it said the same thing. The support, the support of the parents and the community and the school, when they give you that, the children see it, the student-athletes see it, and they get behind it, and everybody rolls forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been great. So, Coach Lewis, some might say you have a young squad uh, or had a young squad this, this, mm-hmm. this year's squad. Tell us about this talented group of Kenwood Lady Broncos on this team. It consists of, I believe you had three seniors, mm-hmm. and the rest of them were junior, sophomores, and maybe a freshman or two. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this talented group of young ladies. Well, you're absolutely right. We have three seniors, three juniors, five sophomores, and two freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a pretty good mix uh, on my varsity. Um, I am one who believes that play up as early as possible. Right. And so that's why you have a wide array. Um, and I have veteran guards. The, my starting guards were seniors, but uh, the majority of my team are um, younger players. And so it just provides me an opportunity to um, blend them in. And um, we, uh, we're we very talented. Um, my seniors, two of my three seniors, are going to go to school on scholarship. Uh, one is already committed to University of Wisconsin at Milwaukee okay. on full scholarship. And um, my other guard is actually, she's still deciding between a few schools that are recruiting her. But she so, got options. Yes. yes that's what yes, you spoke on earlier, yes, that's, having options. That's the name of the game, that present them with as many opportunities as possible. So um, we, 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 we're good. Uh, we're hoping to get better and hoping to make a long run in the state tournament. Well, good, good, Coach. Hey, well, I have a question. In your tenure, you you produce some Division One talent, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, my question is this: uh, nowadays, within the CPS uh, school system, is there a good amount of that Division One talent in the school system? In the uh, with with all the schools, not just Kenwood, but within your division, within the CPS school system, do they have a lot of talent, Division One talent? Well, definitely, we do. Um, when you look at the talent that has come out of places like Whitney Young. Uh, Bogan, uh, Marshall, uh, Mo- uh, Morgan Park, uh, there's still a ton of talent. And unfortunately, there's a ton of uncultivated talent in the city mm-hmm. that um, we have to, I believe we have to do a better job at developing talent at younger ages. Okay. Um, like what um, Coach X was talking about with uh, elementary uh, athletics, we we have to cultivate the talent. If kids are waiting till they're in high school, it's it's kind of late. Yeah, and unfortunately, is. if they're not, if they don't present unique athletic ability, being that they may be six three or six four, correct, or um, have something that makes them unique, right? Um, unfortunately, a lot of them will miss out, and they still have they would have had the talent and the ability to be successful. But unfortunately, because they got uh, coached late, they may not they it limits their opportunities. So exposing them early is Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Well, Coach, you mentioned earlier in the show about coaching some boys. Yeah. And back in the day. Yeah. And because we have listeners all over the place, we have a, a pleasant surprise for you calling us live on the phone. It's actually one of your former players. High School Holla, who's this? Yo, what's up, this is Danny. <laughs> What's up, Danny? <laughs> uh, not much, man. It's a 
and the team, man, changing Kenwood's uh, program around, man. Big ups to you. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, man. You, you still got, you still, you still try to shoot that jump shot. Uh-oh. Uh-oh man, you know, <laughs> Coach got a story to tell. Hey, hey, you know, once you get older, man, you, that's when the jump shot comes in because, you know, I can't jump like I used to. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Danny used to be a high flyer. His jump shot used to be a little flat. We used oh, to, you mean Danny Hardy? Yes, Danny Hardy. Used to have a little, he used to be a high flyer, <laughs> but his jump shot was a little flat. And we, we would tell him to, you know, arc it up. But, he, you know, he, he wanted to shoot it his way. But, you know, he's right, though. When you get older, that shooting becomes more important because you can't fly like you used to. Right. And I'll, I'll be willing to bet your jump shot's a lot better now than it was then, huh? Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Danny, while we got you on the line, man, you got any fun stories about how Coach Lewis helped you while you were balling? Uh, just discipline, you know, just, uh, you know, things now that I do with my kids. Um, the main thing that he used to always tell us is, uh, you know, don't you want to go to school for free? You know, and, uh, and I'm like, you know, I'm at eighth grade, you know, so I'm like, go to school for free right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so like I always carry that with me, you know, like from high school to college, you know, and to now, you know, like raising kids myself. Well, man, that's a great that's a great lesson learned from a great man. Hey, Danny, thank you for joining us, brother, on the H2S2 High School Holler Spell, man. We'll holler at you. Coach Lewis, before we let you go, we're closer into a break. You talked about the challenges of coaching. What are some of the great rewards of coaching? Uh, the greatest reward is seeing kids uh, mature, seeing kids grow, um, as people, not not so much. I mean, when I see kids grow in terms of getting better as basketball players, that that makes me happy. But to see people actually grow and to see them maximize opportunity, I once had a player who um, she uh, she came from a home that had it was it was a lot of them. Um, she had challenges, uh, but she was uh, she was big, a big kid. She was six two, um, but then and never really been in organized basketball. Phenomenal athlete though. Actually, was a cheerleader when I first started working with. Her. And uh, she was a chili. She was a chili. And right. you was like, no, she needs to be a center. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you know, uh, fortunately, over the course of uh, three years. Um, I told her, I said, you know, if you if you dedicate and if you do everything that I ask you to do, you'll be able to go be a problem. And um, I remember one time, I remember her first high school game she played in. She was a sophomore, and you know, she she didn't play well. And she ride back to the school, she cried, and she said, "I got to get better because this is the only way I'm gonna make it to college." And I told her, I said, "This is just game one. You got plenty of games left." And um, by the time she was a senior, she had 20 Division One scholarship offers. That's what I'm talking right. about. You know, and she was able to pick and choose what school she wanted to. She wound up going to Illinois State. She graduated with um, a double, with two degrees, one in finance, one in accounting. All right. Actually played over five years and um, is actually working uh, as an accountant now. 
So and, and we never even talked about playing professionally. Right. It, we, it was just about right. going to school. Cool. So right. she she was able to play five years, um, and uh, you know just had a have a wonderful life and be able to you know live life on our own terms. And so that's those are things that I'm most proud of. Look at Coach. Yeah. Man, Coach, that's a great story. Well, now, Coach, before we let you go. We've had the pleasure of covering a few of Kenwood Lady Bronco games. Mm-hmm. And, man, I, if you've never been, when you hear that, those chants of red, 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 that building is rocking. It wakes up your team. It wakes up the gym. But you got to say something to this. You, you spoke of it earlier, but I'm, we want to give you an opportunity to speak to the fan base that follows the Lady Broncos in your program. Well, I'm just so uh, I'm humbled by the amount of support that we have from, you know, um, the students at Kenwood, um, as well as the faculty and the, and the alumni. Um, you know, I didn't know before I became the coach at Kenwood that, you know, the amount of support that they have. And so um, I, I'm always humbled when we're out. And even on uh, our uh, social media pages, I have people who who, be, who friend us, who follow us, who I've never met, but they are proud Kenwood alumni, and they just want us to be successful. And I'm very appreciative. And, and uh, like I said, um, I'm just uh, overwhelmed by the amount of support that we get. Well, I just want to tell you, Coach, that we enjoy having you, man. And we hope we really hope you come back and join us again during the season, but what are you doing during the off season? Uh, any special events that you have coming up or anything like that? Uh, um, well, during towards the end of June or July, we haven't set the date yet, but we are going to have an elementary camp. Um, the camp is to focus on fundamentals of the game um, to um, just make an opportunity aw- uh, available um, to show people, you know, uh, how to develop the game, how to improve their skill sets. Um, I'm big on shooting and big on uh, ball handling and big on making well-rounded players, um, and that's uh, that's that's what I like to do. So uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have an elementary camp. Uh, like I said, late June, early July. Um, and uh, once we had the dates and everything figured out, I make sure that I get all the information out to you. So and that you, you know, we're going to blast it. We're going to blast it. And and thank you for all that you've done, not only on the court, but off the court and molding these young ladies, man. Well, we really, really appreciate it. Thank ladies you. and gentlemen, we've just spoken to one of the greats. I'm, I'm going to go and call it out there, Coach. One of the greats in girls basketball in the city of Chicago. We want to thank Coach Andre Lewis for joining us on the Coach's Chatter. We're going to hear a lot more from him. High School Holla. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Praise the Lord. 
need life? Get Life at Life Church on every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. at the Marcus Theater located 16350 South LaGrange in Orland Park, Illinois. Or weekly Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Homewood Suites located at 16245 South LaGrange, Orland Park, Illinois. Come and enjoy our life worship experience where you will be blessed by our anointed worship team and receive an inspiring message from Senior Pastor Isaac B. Green. Every Sunday, we have a special reception for our guests because once you visit life, you are no longer a guest, but a friend for life. Our mission is to change the world one life at a time by living in faith every day. We look forward to worshiping with you in Life Church. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Illinois. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports, there's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. This is John Wilson from Limbloom Technical High School, the Eagles, class of 1980, swoop, swoop, and you're tuned in to the High School Holla Sports Show. This is Coach Dorothy Gators representing John Marshall High School Commandos. This is Patty G representing everyone from the class of 1990. Holla! This is Janessa representing everyone from the class of 1998. Holla! This is Pia representing Morgan Park Mustangs, class of 2000. Chicago, what up? This your boy Gerard Haynes from Hales Franciscan High School, home of the Spartans, class of 2004. Stand up. And right now you're tuned in to the High School Holler Sports Show. Tune in right now or you're missing out. Get with it or get lost. High School Holler. High School Holler. It's the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. Time now for another edition of Coach's Chatter. And joining us tonight is the man that has taken Bogan High School girls basketball team to their first ever state semifinal appearance. Joining us live in the studio is head Bengals girls basketball coach Gary Bell. What's happening, Coach Bell? What's up? What's up? How you doing? Hey, man, we're glad to have you here on the Coach's Chatter, man. We, We got a lot to talk about. 
about, Coach. A lot to talk about. A lot to cover. Yes, yes, yes. So, Coach, let's just start off by just... You see, right now, I put a little stepper music on there. You look like you was a stepper, man, you know? I can act like I can step. I, I can fake it, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm well, from Detroit, so we we uh, we call ours the ballroom. Uh, yeah, so it's the, it's well, I put a little ballroom music on for you, Coach. It's comparable to stepping. <laughs> but I know how to fake it. I know how to fake it. Fake it till you make it, Coach. That's right. what they say. Now, Coach Bell, you've been in coaching for quite a while. Uh, tell us how you all got started into coaching. I Actually, I started uh, when I was 16 years old. Uh, wow! In Detroit, I was uh, I was a park district. Well, we call our park and recreation in Detroit, and it was this team of 10 year olds, and they needed a coach, and I always wanted to be a coach. So I took this team and I started coaching these little 10 year olds, and <laughs> that's where it started. I got hooked. They say. Now, is that where your love of coaching started with these 10 year olds? Yeah, it started with 10 year old bad little 10 year olds too. They were they something. boys or girls? Boys, I boys. Boys, I was boys. I never thought I would coach girls until uh, my daughter. So, you know, she started playing basketball, and I got involved in uh, coaching girls. But, um, yeah, the little boys got me hooked, and ever since then I was started coaching. I actually, um, the freshman coach, I was a uh, senior in high school, and the freshman, I was coach. I played on the varsity, but the freshman basketball coach got sick, and they needed a coach. And my head coach always told me, you're going to be a coach one day. And he came up to me and asked me, "You th- would you fill in? Um, and coach as a freshman, senior, in, as high senior in high school. And I won. Uh, we won the city that year, and and uh, we were a great team. Uh, so so you had bragging rights rolling all the uh, way around. Since I was, like I say, started at 16. Um, that 10-year-old team actually wind up playing for the Nationals for AAU 10-year-old boys in wow. Orlando, Florida. So I, I've been doing it a long time. And you've been doing it well, apparently. How yeah. long you been in coaching? How many years? Uh, man, since I'm 16, I'm 48. So you're talking about over 30 Whoa. Some years. Now, I've been around. Now, in your 30 some years of coaching, what are some of the biggest challenges you've encountered? Um, some of the biggest challenges, I think one for me, um, for boys, I say, was trying to keep them off the streets, you know, keep them active. Because uh, a couple of the guys that I used to coach, some of them deceased, and I had some that got, you know, killed, and, right. um, and a few of the guys. You know, went to prison, so that that was the challenge. Just standing at. Um, now, what about on the girl side? Girl side, the challenge is better support. I, I don't think that. I think girls basketball is underrated. I don't think they get enough support. Like you see on. Uh, I thank God for uh, Title Nine. Right. Uh, yeah, because it'd be it's, it's, it'd be it's, bad it's, all the way right around for girls. I think that uh, girls don't get enough due um, because they don't look at. You know, I know they don't feel the stands, but. Uh, off, a lot of your girls go to college. I think in girls basketball, in girls sport, you, they they really the challenges for academics not there. You know, because right. they go to class, right. they go to college, they're motivated academically. So I think that uh, that's one of the challenges. I think we need better support. Used to be a time where uh, Suntime used to cover the girls basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tribune does an okay job, but a, it's not a blur. A blur, yeah, <laughs> a just blur. a blur. And that's why you had an H two S. To high school holler sports. Yeah, this is a great 
I, I, I'm digging this. I think this is going to really help. I appreciate you. Yeah, this gonna, yeah, this is. That's why I came out because this is a great coverage for the girls. Um, let them know that girls uh, basketball is great, and you have great coaches on the girls side because you have to do more teaching. And we talking to one of them right now. Yeah, well, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Appreciate and that. speaking of their program. Now, let's talk about the, 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 the Lady Bengals Bogans program. How did you, uh, you you built this program up to be one of, one of the best in the city, but not only in the city, but in the state? Yeah. How, how did that come? I, I mean, it, did, was it hard of, work? Yes, a lot of work. I, I tell somebody I'm not starting no other program over. I, <laughs> this is it. It's a lot of work. Um, I think a lot of prayers, a lot of support. Uh I got to give some love to my wife because that that's the biggest thing when you have a spouse and you it pulls you away a lot. Right. So right. I got to give a lot of, you know a lot of love for her, uh, my family. But I, I think that it, it was it was a lot of work. Um, you had to get out there and grind. You had to get kids to buy into your program. And you got to do a lot of teaching. You know, when you first start your program, a lot of teaching, a lot of teaching. So that takes a lot of patience. A lot of patience. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> uh, my little point guard over there, she say, Coach, you don't have the patience. I said, I have patience. <laughs> She's like, Coach, you just don't have the patience. I said, I have patience, you know. But um, I think as I gotten older, you know, the patience get a little different. Now, you know? So I'm just a little older. But I, I think that it was a challenge. It was a challenge. Um, I, the biggest thing was to make sure that you... You, I think being a gr- you have to be a good teacher. That, that's important, right? For your program to grow, you have to be a teacher because that's what it takes. Coaching girls, you have to teach a lot of detailed things like that. And because not a lot of girls, is it your experience? Not a lot of girls come in knowing they may know the the fundamentals, but having to pick up plays and stuff is that. Yes, that's the challenge. Um, with girls, you got to really focus on um, little things, okay. like uh, little things like footwork. They got to have great footwork. Uh, little things like um, teaching them the game. Um, you have to teach them the game. Right. It don't come natural for some of them. It does, but not for all. Right. You, so you know, you got to teach little basic things. Now, coach, you won a, a, a lot of conference titles. Yes. Yes. And you've taken the bogan. Lady Bengals to the you've made history at Bogan. Yes, yes. Take us on the journey of twenty fifteen when you took that team to that first ever uh, state appearance. Oh that was that was a uh that was an awesome experience. And I, I think that helped the freshman group. Well, they juniors now. Uh, my juniors, mm-hmm. um, they went down too. They were freshmen, like you know. Uh, some people had y'all counted out. Man. Yes, they did. They did. Everyone, well, I don't understand. It's a lot of love, hate for Bogan. <laughs> boys and the girls side. I don't get. I guess I don't know. I guess I love it. Haterade all Haterade, over the yeah. place. Um, I, I think for that journey, that was a great journey. Those seniors I had that year been with me since they were freshmen and sophomore. What made that group special because everybody thought that we weren't going to make it. And that group was determined to get downstate. And that that group was, uh, that group had heart. They They had had heart. heart. And, And we had a theme. That year was power of determination. 
and that's what it, it was a power, power of determination and they really they really believed in the power of determination so yeah. well coach tell us about this year's talented group of lady mingles that you that you're coaching now now I'm gonna be honest with you like I told you in the first interview I, and I never my, if my girls listening to this they're gonna be like oh I don't believe coach said that <laughs> but uh, I thought CC take your headset off yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that this year we were going to be great a good team I thought it was going to take us another year because they're young and um, the only starter that returned was Tian well, she's a junior and everybody else was just role players and you're talking about I took these role players and they became they, they are you know the heart of the team right um, what makes this team special is chemistry I think that we have chemistry it, it, it is all, I, now you learn the keys of coaching. Okay. You have to build chemistry if you really want to win. So I think that that's what made this group here special. They refuse to lose, and they have they 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 believe empowered by faith. That's that, what I think. That's, that's my understanding. That's I think this for this, year, year this year's thing. Empowered by faith, and they really believe in that. So they claim something. They believe in it. So that's what makes this this. And just so our listeners know, you didn't come up with that. No, no, they they came. They up came with up that. with that, right? Yeah, the, so the team came up with that. That. So that, that tells you a lot about the Lady Bengals basketball team. They came up with that. Yes, yes. Now, also, now I will say this. Uh, I never forget this. It was right before our first game. Um, look, Cecilia Mosley, the little point guard. Tap me on my chest. I never forget this. It reminded me of what happened in 2015 with Jamie Dimon, uh, one of my players. She's uh, she tapped. She said, "Coach, I, we got this." So I said, I was mad at him getting on him in practice, and CC tapped my uh, Cecilia tapped my chest and said, "Coach, we're gonna be fine. We got this." I said, "Okay, I believe in that because that's the same thing Jamie Dimon told me as well." And, so, and y'all went on from there. Went on from there. Now, Coach, uh, you you guys are currently. 21 and 2. Yes. And you compete in one of the top conferences in, in public league basketball, in Chicago Public League basketball. I, I will say this. I, I think this year's parity. I think that the the most definitely given uh, deference to the the West, the West is one of the, the toughest conferences for girls basketball. Right. I like to keep it real because they got Marshall. You know, they got the legend over there. They got yeah, Dorothy Corey Gaines. and then, you know, another Le- Corey Irving. Yeah. So they got, and then the young guy over there, Coach Morgan from North. They have some, they they tough over there. And then I have to give some credit to the South. The South is tough this year. And then the Central. I don't, they don't go first, second, and third. I just think that we have better coaching in the city for girls for basketball. basketball right. and, and, I, and I like that. Even your teams that aren't that good, you know, you have you have some some uh, parity. Well, Coach, let's our listeners learn a little bit more about you. They see you up and down the bench, giving instructions, yelling on instructions. But are there other roles that you play at, at Bogan High School? Yeah, a lot of roles, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I'm the dean of students at Bogan. Oh, that's uh, that's tough in that's itself. That's a tough role. It, which is tougher, uh, coaching or dean of students? Coaching. <laughs> <laughs> dean of students is easy. I can just sit at home. I can't sit I, I think that uh, I'm blessed. I love what I do. I, I was born. I, I have a saying, um, and I 
always used to tell young teachers this. I'm born a teacher. You have to be born. It's something that it's, I'm born a teacher. Uh, you can make a teacher. You can teach them all the strategies and the, and and all the lingo to be a teacher. But I, I was born a teacher. And I think I, I was born a coach. Right. This is what I like. To, to coaching is teaching. You know, some people think just throwing the ball out, setting plays, running plays. It's deeper than that. Um, being a being a coach, you have to be a great teacher, a great parent, a great listener, and and, and you know. So those right. are things. So um, yeah, that's what I do. I serve a role at Bogan. I, I'm a mentor to a lot of the students at Bogan. You know, they come for, come to me about a lot of things. So so I enjoy that. So are your girls ready, Coach? Because we're right we're, we're right on the cusp of, of March Madness. Are they ready? They are ready. Trust me, they ready. Um, they those two losses were good uh, at the right time. Um, you know, early success sometimes can hurt you, right? But it, they that we lost to Mother Macaulay last week, and and it really got them back to hungry, being hungry. Um, I have a saying: "Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty." And, and they they are back thirsty, and I think that we needed that to get us back on point. So so now they're focused. Yes, they are. They focused now. And it's bad when you come up against a young, thirsty, focused lady bangle. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I've seen That's... it. I seen it firsthand. Yeah, I seen it. We got. We have to get. We have to get that. And I'm glad that that happened at that time because it's gonna get us ready for playoffs. Now, coach, uh, I've seen. I've, I've been to a, a few of the games, and you and the lady mingles have a great following. And I can't. I can't say enough about. The fans that support your program. Now that Kenwood game that I, I had an opportunity to see, it was like all out there, and it went down to the wire. And your girls hung tough. What what would you like to share and tell those fans who follow Lady Bengals basketball? Well, I, I like to tell them thank you. Um, I like the positive support. I I want to say one of the things the the. Um, this year, my parental support is is awesome. I think that I have. Uh, um, uh, I know some people, some of the referees say, "Man, can you keep your parents? <laughs> they, be, they be ready to put my parents out the gym, but in a good way because my parents right. ride the referee." And but um, better the parents than you, right? Coach. Right? Right? I let them do it. Go ahead, get them. But I, I think that um, that's why we're great this year. That's why we're doing well this year, and we're great this year because of our our support. We have great support. We got a great following. And I just think, I really think that's just a blessing. I just think that uh, I, I think that our program truly have a covenant. You know, we, we uh, um, uh, Cece has a prayer that she says to the team every day um, before and after practice. And, and that's the key. It's a team prayer. And I think that's what's, what keeps us strong is we have a covenant in, of our team. And I, and I believe in that. Well, Coach, I want to just say we enjoy watching the Lady Men but more importantly, I enjoyed this interview. We want to thank you for joining us on the Coach's Chatter. Thank you. Thank and you. anybody you, that you want to say hello to and holler at while we're live? Yes. Uh, like I said, I want to first give the the love to my wife and thank her because she's to, hey, I'm going to tell you, to be a coach and you have a good wife, that's important because if you don't have a good wife, 
you in trouble as a coach. <laughs> you got it. That's important. As I got a broadcast it. Oh my too. god! Yes, as a broadcast. <laughs> so I think that, and I, and that's one thing I want to commend you to. It was good to see that your wife was at with you at the game and all that. So I want to give some give some shout out to you. Well, I appreciate yeah, that. So coach. that was good. Yeah. So that's one thing. My wife um, used to come to all the games uh, when my daughter's playing, but you know we have to take care of mother now, so she can't get out like she used to. But I think I'm gonna get out for Tuesday game because she graduated from Whitney Young. Okay. So I want to get her out to come and watch us Tuesday play against Whitney Young. And, and, we'll, and we'll be there. Yeah, be there. Come on oh, out. We'll be there. Yes. We got a phone call for Coach. High School Holler Sports Show. Holla. A2S2 High School Holla. What's going on, man? This is Big Craig. What's up, Spoon? Hey, what's happening at C-Dub? How you feeling? Man, man, hey. I'm all right. You know, they, they, they had to call me in early, but I was still on some H2S2 business earlier today. You know, I went to the uh, wrestling uh, conference championships for the Catholic League earlier today at New Linux at uh, Providence. All right. All right. Well, we'll be, we'll so, be yeah, looking you know, forward to hearing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. we get the information on that. But I wanted to, you know, first of all, congratulate Coach Bell on the uh, good job in the program. You are doing an excellent job. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. No problem. And uh, I wanted to just comment on what you were saying as far as the parents and you having a uh, good following. And it was going back to what we were saying uh, uh, a few shows ago, that the community backing the schools and the children and the youth propels the entire and propels the, the student athlete to another level. So it's real essential. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true, C-Dub. Stay with us, C-Dub. It's the High School Holler Sports Show. Hey, ever wanted to make a good impression cooking or grilling for family, friends, or for that first date with the person you just met? Well, let me give you something that can make that meal the real deal. It's Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. This barbecue sauce delivers a blast of intense flavors that complements not only barbecue and baked beans, oh, but it's oh so sweet. It's a great marinade treat on steaks, and it's sure to amaze when served as a delicious glaze on chicken, turkey legs, and even salmon. Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce is exclusively sold in the deli section of Calabria Imports, located at 1905 West 103rd Street. Now put a smile on someone's face and give them the taste of that Sullivan's Original Barbecue Barbecue sauce. It gives every meal a thrill. Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sports fan? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Holler Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at UrbanFuelHouseMedia.com. Again, that's H2S2 at UrbanFuelHouseMedia.com. And in the subject line, type, I want to join the H2S2 reporting crew. And in 100 words or less, tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent. Every email will be reviewed, so don't hesitate or wait. Here's the chance to join the H2S2 reporting crew and to get signed up for your school because you never know if we will be at your school next. Tune in every Saturday night from 6 to 7 p.m. to the High School Holla Sports Show. 
What's up, Chicago? It's Steven Spoon Ramsey from the High School Hall of Sports Show. I get asked a lot where I find all of my sports information about Chicago public schools. Well, if you listen to the H2S2 show, you already know where I go. I go to the one website that keeps me informed about everything in the Chicago Public League. It's the publicleague.com website. The publicleague.com provides the best, most in-depth coverage of Chicago Public League high school football and boys basketball. So when you want to know what happened in this week's biggest game, or if you even want to know what makes Chicago high school athletes special, then all you got to do is go where I go, the publicleague.com website. It helps keeps me informed for every show, and it'll definitely have you covered. It's the publicleague.com website, Chicago's only website covering public league. High School Holla. It's the Coach's Chatter on H2S2 show. Steven Spoon Ramsey alongside whom I like to call a living legend in the game of high school basketball, Coach Dorothy Gators. Welcome to the Coach's Chatter. I am glad to be with you. Coach, let's get right into it because there's a lot of things I want to pick your brain about. Let's start off with when and how did it all start for you, your love for basketball? Well, I always loved basketball. I guess, um, you know, as I grew up, the West Side has always been a hotbed of, uh, of talent. And so basketball was a thing. When I came to Marshall High School, they had just won the state championship. So maybe you didn't know Marshall High School boys were the first to win a state championship from the city of Chicago. No, I didn't know that. They absolutely were. So... I was a fan and, and proud to, to be known as a commando. So that's that's when it all started, when I was a freshman in high school. Now, when did you get into the, the coaching rank? I started coaching in 1975, and I didn't know what I was doing, but no one else wanted to coach. So I was the last person on the rung. So after everybody else had been asked, do you want to coach, it finally came to me. So I said, well, you know, I'll give it a try. So that's how it started for me. Based on your career, Coach, they say the best for last, right? <laughs> well, I don't know, but, you know, I was so fortunate to, to be in a situation where talent was all around me. So my job basically was not to mess them up, and I learned that real soon. In your career, you've built some phenomenal friendships with some historic people in the game of basketball. Who are the most influential friendships or relationships you've built that have influenced you as a coach? Well, I would say uh, right here at Marshall High School, uh, I was uh, fortunate and blessed to work with uh, some Hall of Fame coaches, uh, Luther Bedford, uh, who coached uh, not only basketball, but football and baseball. And uh, he was an outstanding uh, athlete as a collegiate and high school player. So Luther Bedford coached the boys team and Al Williams was his uh, steady assistant, who is also a Hall of Fame coach. So all I had to do was like sneak in the gym and just kind of watch the practices and steal information from them. And uh, so and that's how it really started for me. Coaches face uh, a lot of different challenges. M many of us as fans, we only see the wins and losses. But in your career, what are some of the challenges that you've faced over the years? Well, it's always been a lack of funds. And uh, so uh, we started off. Uh, with my first team, it's, I went and bought some M&Ms, and we started selling them, and we got our ourselves some little cheap uniforms, and, and then uh, we were able to drive the kids to games, and so now at least we have a bus 
to our game. We have a couple of sets of uniforms, but it, it was all a great great experience for me, and it, and it was a fun challenge. And the kids just loved playing basketball, and I loved being around them. So um, it, it really wasn't a difficult challenge at all. It was, it was just a fun experience. Coach, how did you come to build this girls' traditional powerhouse basketball program here in Marshall? Well, as I stated before, uh, the area where Marshall High School is uh, was surrounded by a lot of talent. This is an era, area where Mark Aguirre, Eddie Johnson, Skip Dillard, my kids all played basketball with them on the playground. So if you can play with those guys, you know, then, you know, you, the girls are going to have a difficult time with you. So, I, I, you know, it was just my blessing that it just kind of fell in my lap. That was great, Coach. Now, I want to go and, and get your, your feelings about being inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame in 2000 and also about winning your 1,000th victory a few years ago in 2014. That's how, what was your feeling being inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame? Well, it gave me pause to, to think about, you know, how it was that I had arrived there, although uh, I was already a member of uh, some a couple of Hall of Fames here in Illinois. But the reason, uh, because of my induction is because of the kids that you know, participate in our program. So they're the reason for it. And so it's not just a victory for me, but it's a victory for them. It's an honor for them as well as it is for me. What about your thousandth victory a few years ago? It was pretty humbling. Again, it goes back uh, to having a fortune of having so many outstanding athletes, knowing so many families because of these kids and the things that these kids accomplished through participation here at Marshall and then having opportunities to go on to coach and play uh, all over the world. So, you know, it's, it's a testament to them. Now, Coach, you got numerous state championships. I'm going to pick your memory now. What was your best championship run that you can recall? Uh, well, I don't know about the best, but the most memorable was winning our first state championship. Uh, we had went to the state tournament undefeated, I think, two previous years. And I think the first time we finished fourth and we went back again with a loaded team. I mean, probably had seven D1 players, and we finished third. And, uh, boy, that one really, really hurt. And, you know, had they had a coach, a real coach, I'm sure they would have won both of them. So uh, we came back again, I think it was 1983. The previous year we had graduated one of the best players to ever walk through Marshall High School, and that was Janet Harris, who later became a three-time college All-American. You received so many accolades when she was in college. And regretfully, you know, we couldn't win it for Janet, but we, we, we were able to win it. You are, if listeners don't already know, you're the winningest coach in Illinois basketball history, boys or girls, and you're still doing it. Does it make coaching easier or a bit harder? Well, uh, I think in some aspects it's easier because you know you've done it before the preparation knowing what your goals are for the year and, and how do you get from point a to point b and so that uh, part is easier but at the end of the day you know you, you need talent i think talent wins out so you know i mean you could have the best strategies that you think you know anyone has but it, it, it's, it's a job for the players once they throw that ball up then it's up to the players to go out and do what you've taught them to do 
Coach Gators, you have molded countless names of young women through your guidance and discipline, hard work, both in the classroom and on the basketball court. What motivates you to keep coaching, or is there another milestone yet for you to reach? No, I, I never started coaching, you know, to 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 win, you know, X amount of games and be a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, I just enjoyed the sport of basketball. I enjoyed uh, working with young people. And uh, I do love to win. And I don't think there are many programs that are going to outwork us. So, I mean, we put in the work. And uh, if we're fortunate and everyone is healthy and focused and, you know, have the talent, you know, if it is to be, then, you know, we'll win it. Uh, if not, we just start all over. But we, we've had some amazing teams and we've had some not so amazing teams. And so, you know, it kind of humbles you when you get teams that don't have any talent, especially we're a pressing team. Then all of a sudden I get a team and we can't press. We only end up with eight steals in four quarters. I was like, oh, wow. But, you know, you'll get through it. So it, it kind of humbles you. Coach, this group this year on your team is currently ranked number 12. And is a, they're a quite talented group. Talk about this talent a group of young lady commandos here at Marshall on, the, on this year's team? Well, um, our seniors started off in our program uh, four years ago, and uh, we had a, a pretty challenging schedule. In several games, we lost by 50 and 40 and 30. And so, you know, I just had to try real hard to keep their morale up. And then we had some seniors who quit the team because of these young kids. And so we only had eight kids when these kids were freshmen. Uh, but, but they were a very talented group, but also very challenging uh, because they had pretty much had the run of their teams in elementary school. So it was important to try to get them to understand their roles and, you know, what their jobs were on the floor. So, you know, we, we've come full circle with this group of kids, and I'm looking forward to them uh, graduating and going on to college. Coach, you balance two roles here at Marshall. You are athletic director as well as head coach of the girls' basketball. How do you balance the two? Well, it, it's not that difficult. As athletic director, I'm responsible for making sure that our coaches have everything that they need to be successful. As a girls' basketball coach, I've got to be able to direct and mold these young ladies to be a hard competitor on the floor, uh, to be an academic outside of the gym and so uh, that's probably the, the hardest one is you know trying to keep the kids on track for a season final question coach and this is kind of like three parts question utilizing your athletic director role what would you tell young coaches just getting started in coaching first of all um, i think that they need to respect other coaches more uh, i've seen games that got out of hand simply because the coaches didn't have any respect for each other and so then the kids see it and that takes the game to another level because i think the players uh, want their coaches approval and so they may, they may figure a hard foul is going to get their coach's approval. I think that there needs to be a little more respect uh, among the coaches because the coaches sometimes get carried away with their talent and knowing that you are going to go full circle. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, what school it is. At some point, you're going to have peaks and valleys. Now, Coach, what would you advise a coach who's still trying to build up their program? I think they should find a veteran coach and, and, and maybe try to make some of their practices, if not some of their games, and just see, you know, what their coach is doing and how the kids respond to them. Because basketball is a very old game. And even if you're a new coach, you're not going to build a different wheel. It's going to still be basketball. So I, I, that would be my advice. And lastly, Coach, 
What about a coach who's just not quite finding the win column yet? What would you encourage them to keep doing? They may have to switch sports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, I mean, you have to put in the work. And, and, and you will see the fruits of your labor. It may be a marathon for you. You know, and you may want to sprint, but you know, so what I tell my teams now, every year is a marathon. I mean, my best teams were teams that I had uh, when I first became a coach. And so even though I didn't know a lot, I didn't have to know a lot. You know, they knew a lot. So I, I just kind of watched the games. So, you know, if you're just starting out and you're not having a lot of success, you know, it, it will happen. But sometimes you need, you know, you need a little more direction and you can find it if you want to. And I don't want to finish this interview without mentioning Coach John uh, McClendon. I don't know if you oh, yeah. are familiar All with Coach. Black coach Correct. So Coach came into our program during the 80s, and he was so instrumental in, in helping me uh, to organize our team and to play to our strengths and, you know, try to uh, overcome our weaknesses as best we could. Yeah, he was an, uh, an amazing influence. You have a tremendous following, a tremendous fan base. I'm one. What do you want to say to all those who supported you throughout your years, who also given you much love and shown you much love and your teams? What would you say to those who are listening? Well, I certainly thank the people who have supported our program. Uh, being a coach of a girls team um, has had its drawbacks uh, in terms of our attendance. Uh, we, we would win the state tournament and come back and maybe two or three people would be here waiting for us you know but it, it has paid uh, gigantic dividends because many of these kids have have gone on to do tremendous things with their lives and i know and they know that it would not have happened had they not participated in sports well coach let me just tell you not only from a fan base but from the show we thank you for giving us your time and taking the time to talk to us it's been an extreme pleasure of mine and thank you for being a guest on the coaches chat well, it was an enjoyable interview, and I wish you nothing but success with your program. High School Holla. Hey, ever wanted to make a good impression cooking or grilling for family, friends, or for that first date with the person you just met? Well, let me give you something that can make that meal the real deal. It's Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. This barbecue sauce delivers a blast of intense flavors that complements not only barbecue and baked beans, oh, but it's oh so sweet. It's a great marinade treat on steaks, and it's sure to amaze when served as a delicious glaze on chicken, turkey legs, and even salmon. Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce is exclusively sold in the deli section of Calabria Imports located at 1905 West 103rd Street. Now put a smile on someone's face and give them the taste of that Sullivan's original barbecue sauce. It gives every meal a thrill. What's up, Chicago? It's Steven Spoon Ramsey from the High School Hall of Sports Show. I get asked a lot where I find all of my sports information about Chicago public schools. Well, if you listen to the H2S2 show, you already know where I go. I go to the one website that keeps me informed about everything in the Chicago Public League. It's the PublicLeague.com website. The PublicLeague.com provides the best, most in-depth coverage of Chicago Public League high school football and boys basketball. So when you want to know what happened in this week's biggest game, or if you even want to know what makes Chicago high school athletes special, then all you got to do is go where I go, the publicleague.com website. It helps keeps me informed for every show, and it'll definitely have you covered. It's the publicleague.com website, Chicago's only website covering publicly. 
Praise the Lord. Need light? Get life at Life Church on every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. at the Marcus Theater located 16350 South LaGrange in Orland Park, Illinois. Or weekly Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Homewood Suites located at 16245 South LaGrange, Orland Park, Illinois. Come and enjoy our life worship experience where you will be blessed by our anointed worship team and receive an inspiring message from Senior Pastor Isaac B. Green. Every Sunday, we have a special reception for our guests because once you visit life, you are no longer a guest, but a friend for life. Our mission is to change the world one life at a time by living in faith every day. We look forward to worshiping with you in Life Church. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national, to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sportsman? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Hall of Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. Again, that's H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. And in the subject line, type, I want to join the H2S2 reporting crew. And in 100 words or less, tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent. Every email will be reviewed, so don't hesitate or wait. Here's the chance to join the H2S2 reporting crew and to get signed up for your school because you never know if we will be at your school next. Tune in every Saturday night from 6 to 7 p.m. to the High School Holla Sports Show. You don't know me yet. High School Holla. This is John Crivellone representing everyone from class of 1976. This is Trina Smith representing everyone from the class of 1988. Holla. This is Scott Kaziki representing everyone from the class of 1990. Holla. This is Bryce Hardy representing everyone from the class of 2015. Holla. Keith Giles representing everyone from the class 1985. Holla! This is Mark Douglas representing everyone from the class of 1980. Holla! This is Joel Simberg representing the class of 1986. Holla! Hello, this is Preston Jones representing everyone from the class of 1987. Holla! This is Josette representing everyone from the class of 1989. Holla! This is Kim Taylor representing this is Laura representing everyone from the class of 2004. Holla! This is China representing Kenwood Academy Broncos. Reginald Strong representing Fairy Apple. Cecilia Mosley representing Bowman High School, Lady Bengals Basketball. This is Lucas Williamson representing Whitney Young. This is Coach Cassie representing Whitney Young High School. 
Chicago, this is Leo Negron representing Chicago's West Side, tuned into the High School Hotter Sports Show. This is Coach Larry Williams representing Chicago Vocational Cavaliers. My name is Carlton Williams from Bloomtown High School. I graduated in 69. I'd like for you all to tune into the High School Hotter Sports Show. With the Lamont Indians, and you're tuned into the High School Holla Sports Show. Hey, Chicago, this is Pastor Isaac B. Green of Life Church, representing the class of 1988 in the Julian Jaguar on the High School Holla Sports Show. High School Holla. What's up, family? Steven Spoon Ramsey, right back at you. We hope you enjoyed those moments with a few of our coaches from the Chicago and surrounding areas. We want to once again thank those coaches for sharing their time, their story, and their coaches' insight with us on the H2S2 Coaches Chatter segment. We plan to have many more high school coaches joining us on the H2S2 show to share their stories in the upcoming weeks. So be sure to tune in to the High School Hour Sports Show every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. You can listen to many of our past shows and segments by going to our website. Log on to UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud by searching for us under Urban Fieldhouse Media. Before I go back to some fun in the sun, I want to remind everyone to help the Urban Fieldhouse Foundation support our youth at the 2017 signing day on Saturday, April the 29th. This event was created to uplift, encourage, and show that our youth of Chicago, who are student athletes, are striving for better in the next level of education through athletics. The Urban Fieldhouse Foundation plans on recognizing these student athletes at the 2017 Citywide Signing Day. For more information, you can go to urbanfieldhousefoundation.org. The H2S2 show will return next week, so be sure to holler at us next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Until then, I'll holler! High School Holla.